Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real-time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. How much you can pay? And his partner, Fader Tapender Stevenson. For Mexico City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft and Merry Christmas as well because we're in the Christmas season. Uh, Producer John, how are you doing, Producer John? Merry Christmas, Rob. I, it still feels funny saying it at this time. I think it's still too early. It's not too early, John. It's not too early at all. If you're watching the video version of this, mm. you can actually see some twinkly lights in the background. It's of beautiful. The video version is beautiful. Dude. You've got a lovely sunset over Helens, brother. It's gorgeous, isn't it? Can you just nice. see? It's just beautiful right there. Yeah, nice. uh, remember, you can only see that if you sign up to the Patreon. So yeah. if you want to see the video version. Uh, no Gredo. Gredo is deep in Panto land. Rave reviews uh, coming out for Gredo's Panto. Uh, tickets have sold really well. Not sure there's many tickets left, but um, you know, you still get dates after the new year. And they, they, and I always find it weird when they do Pantos after Christmas. I... It is weird, isn't it? Because they're still doing all the Santa banter and they're still doing all the Christmas banter. And it just did they no change it at all? No, I don't think so. I think that Santa still comes out at the end. I've went to a pant on uh, January and Santa still came out at the end. I'm like, what is going on here? Aye, aye, it's it kind of feels like it's depressing and it going to a pantomime in January. Aye, now, having said that, if you haven't got your tickets yet for Grado's pant, we'll get <laughs> your tickets even if it is for January because it won't be depressing when our man Grado is doing it. How are you doing, John? I'm good. I am good. Big news in the wrestling daft front. The live show. Big news. The venue oh. is booked. The venue is mm-hmm. booked. And uh, are we are we announcing the venue yet? Or? No, I, that, I'm playing the, in the new year. I have a meeting with the venue. Just got to double check that's up to our standards. The technical, all the technical things are there for us. But the venue is looking good. I've spoke to the manager. It's all sorted. Meeting in the new year, it'll be 100% confirmed, first week of January. And what is that date? It is the same date as the square go, uh, which I believe is the 27th of February, so get it in the diaries, folks. Get it in your diaries, uh, Wrestling Daft Live, you want to be in the room for that. Well, history is made all over again. Uh, we would love to see you in the room. So you sign up to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Wrestling Daft, you're going to get first access to tickets. I think it's going to sell it. I think it's going to sell out in seven seconds. That's <laughs> gone in 60 seconds, just like the film with Nicolas Cage in it. Have you seen that one? Gone in 60 seconds? Yeah, I like that one, actually. <sighs> I've never seen it. Was it Angelina Jolie in it? it was Angelina, Angelina Jolie, right? Angelina Jolie. Who else? 
Vinny Jones is in it as well. Vinny fucking Jones is in it. That's it. And there's a connection with the wrestling this week because uh, Vinny Jones famously said it's going to be emotional, remember? That's right. And this week on AEW, uh, William Regal said that he'll be Blackpool Combat Club for life. Boys, it was emotional. That was what he said, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can just confirm it's the 26th of February, not the 27th. And it's the 26th Sunday, of February. 26th. 26th of February. So do not, um, so save the date. We're putting out a save the date. It's going to be a great show. If you think Wrestling Daft is amazing uh, in audio form, wait until you hear it in audio form. In On the a stage. <laughs> Um, what do you make of Regal um, moving on from... Well, well, we'll talk about that later. Right. We'll talk about that later. First of all, last week, if you listened to last week's show, you'll remember Gary cutting an amazing promo on Grado saying that when he worked merch for him, it was like a proper shoot. When he worked merch for him, Grado paid him in coins, but then proceeded to pick out all the £1 coins and £2 coins for that kitty. Well, Grado listened to last week's show, and, you know, he's a... Uh, you know, he wants to get his word done here, right? So let me just play. He's he sent some voice notes. So let me just uh, let me just play this. Hopefully you can hear it. So first, so first of all, he says he's denying it, right? First of all, he says he's denying it. And now, let me hear. Here's the deal. Eight years ago, I was making £50 a match. So quite possibly I might have took the pound coins. Whether I told him to open out his hands and I picked out the pound coins. You know what? I probably did happen when I think about it. I was fucking Alan Peanuts back then. However, what I will say is, I also donated this guy an unworn, never even put my legs in it, leotard for him to dress up as me at Halloween. I do remember that as well. And I will say that, you know, these days, anybody does my merch, they got a hell of a lot more than coppers. So there you go. So there's, there's the word back for you, Grado, on that. You know, I want to hear more about that, Gary. Did did he give you, did after this event happened, did Grado give you one of his, uh, one of his leotards, one of his singlets to wear for Halloween? Because that's pretty low if he did that. Out of the kindness of his heart to sort you out for Halloween for you then to come on and cut a promo. Let's hear back for you, mate. I want to hear this story continues. This is controversy. Listen, controversy creates cash. Who said that, John? Uh, Bobby Heenan. Eric Bischoff. All right. Talking of promos, Mark's been in touch and says, not quite a promo in News 3, but my pal Foxy has always done a cracking Jesse the Body Ventura impression. And for some reason sent me this. I told him I've got the perfect place to send it. It's Jesse the Body Ventura hyping up the world club. Let's hear this. World Cup, no clip, clip, clip. Well, I'll tell you what, Gary Lineacre, the World Cup is about pain and suffering. I've been to Afghanistan, I've been to Iran, I've been to Cambodia, but Qatar makes those places look like Disneyland. And I'm talking her, the gay one. And you see, this is why I go for the French for the win. But gotta watch out for the crops because they're, they're hurting and they're sour. And they're sour than a Reuben on Tenth Avenue, New York City. The Brazilians have it in their locker, Tony. And I'm sorry, Gary, if that <laughs> was a freestyle diving competition, they'd have a trophy already wrapped up. 
As for the English, if they start with Harry Maguire, I think they can safely book a table during week two at the Heathrow, Frankie and Benny's for an early lunch. But knowing Maguire, he'll turn up at GJI Fridays in Glasgow. Argentina still trying to live up to expectations of the great signs of the 1980s with Messi perhaps one final shot at the prize but it takes more than one player and skills Gary and in the words of the great Diego Armando Maradona win if you can lose if you must but always cheat <laughs> wow that's an amazing Jesse the Body Ventura isn't it how good is that impression? How it's good? Cracking, by the way. I think that's really, really good. I know. Like genuinely, you know what I mean? Like you, you get stuff sent in, and then you're kind of like, "Oh, that was good. That one, that was genuinely good." Like when it started playing, I was like, "This is spot on, man!" Right? That's brilliant. We need to try and get that guy today some stuff. I try to think. We'll need to think of something we can get this yeah, guy today. Yeah, absolutely. Because as far as I'm concerned, he should be your resident Jesse the Body Ventura, this guy. Fucking brilliant, man. Thanks for sending that in, Mark. Uh, and you'll need to, Foxy, we've got to do something here, man, Foxy, because that, that is an amazing Jesse the Body Ventura impression. One easy one today, by the way. Shout out to everyone who let us know we were uh, the their top podcast on Spotify Unwrapped and tagged us on it. Keep it going, keep it going. Inflate our egos a wee bit. Liam get in touch, says, hi guys, listen to the show from the very beginning but never contributed anything. Just want to put John Nightingale and Grant Dunbar over for giving me a laugh every week. I do 12-hour shifts, and all that usually consists of wrestling daft and re-listening to old episodes. A couple of standout moments for me was Rab going American. Oh, that was a great episode, that, wasn't it? That was a mixed It wasn't a standout moment for many. <laughs> uh, Gredo's story about the dead guys. <laughs> the dead guys jumper, and most recently, the steam train promo. Keep up the good work, guys. Cheers. P.S. Please get the blind guy for the Scots on as a running fucking hilarious big Jamie McDonald's some man. On last week's show, a claim was made that no one except Rab's favourite sweetie was the marshmallow, but MacDowth begs to differ and says, what's this? A wrestling daft episode that's dropped on time? Holy shit, and I, marshmallows are the boys. Just picked up this wee tub. And there he is, a man MacDowth there with a big giant tub. Now, is there a difference between a marshmallow and a flump? Because MacDowth sent us in a picture, and that is what I would describe as a flump. As opposed would, to a marshmallow, would you still class it in the marshmallow family, or would you say that's a separate family, like kind of WWE, WCW? There's two different factions. There's the standard marshmallow and the flump. I would say the flump is definitely in the marshmallow family. You know what I mean? But I think it's like it's like a slightly sweetened, a slightly mere kind of um, pretty right. and palatable. Like the uh, NWO of the marshmallow world, per No, no, I wouldn't even say that, actually. I would say it's mere... The marshmallow is the NWO, right? Right. Whereas I think the flump is the NWO that was Virgil and uh, Scott Norton and all that. You know that one? <laughs> um, still good, but just no quite, uh, no quite up there. But, you know, marshmallows are... I love every marshmallow, every marshmallow product. See, even the wee tiny marshmallows you get to decorate a cake. Aye. It was my twin's uh, birthday yesterday. Oh, and, happy birthday to the girls. Yep, and three years old, and we were making cakes. Three years old? Three years old. Jesus Christ, I remember when they were born. I know. We've been doing this for three years. We've been doing it for ages, mate. And, and, um, and we're only now going live for the first time on the 26th or the 27th of... <laughs> Uh, January, February. 
Is it February or January? February, February, Brad. Fuck me. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, anyway, Brad didn't agree and says marshmallows. Is he taking the piss? I don't believe for a second he would pick a marshmallow or any other sweetie. Well, you're wrong, mate. I would pick marshmallows or any other sweetie, even the Haribo. We talk a lot about Blobby on this show, but let's talk about Orville the Duck for a minute. Ian Drew Dice Clay, who we love, points us in the direction of the Keith Harris headstone. So, right, so let's see. You this. It says on Keith Harris's headstone here, he wished he could fly up to the sky. Now he has, and I have gone with him. It says. So Orville, so is that where Orville is? Because obviously, Orville, like after Keith Harris died, Orville was buried. Orville. Orville was buried with Harris. Is Orville in the coffin room? Aye. Wow, I didn't know that. Well, to, I mean, the, the, if you watch the video version and you check our Twitter, you can see the, the I've retweeted this uh, headstone. So there's a picture of Harris on the top left, and there's a picture of Orville on the top <laughs> right as well on his gravestone, right? And then also, it leads me to a lot of questions here. What about Cuddles the Monkey? He I was hope. the He was the original Keith Harris puppet. He was the one that brought him to fame, brought him to the forefront, and then Orville came in at the tail end. But he turned heel, didn't he? Cuddles the chimp. He, Cuddles he, the he, he turned heel because I it's, hate a, duck. it's a classic uh, wrestling storyline. Actually, it's like Keith Harris and uh, Cuddles the chimp gain some prominence. You know what I mean? It's like then, Hogan. It's like Hogan yeah. And then Keith, Keith Harris dropped Cuddles the chimp. You know what I mean? And took Orville under his wing, or went under Orville's wing, <laughs> and and Cuddles the chimp hated him for it. You know what I mean? And turned to the dark side. It's a proper. So why would you? You wouldn't take your fucking mortal enemy into your coffin, where you join, would you? So, but Cuddles is still obviously at large. And if, well, Orville's gone. Orville's with Harris now, right? So you won't Aye. see Orville about. But Cuddles the monkey is at large. Well, who won? This is the question here. Seeing the big rivalry, right? Seeing that big storyline between Orville and Cuddles the chimp. Who won? Is it Cuddles the chimp? who's out there running free somewhere, or is it Orville, who is currently lying in a coffin beside a cadaver? I don't know. <laughs> who's the winner in that? There's something else about Keith Harris's gravestone here, if you take a look at it. Um, and obviously all you is, listen here, can I see it? So you'll need to take my word for it or have a Google for it. But in the picture here, so like John said, there's a picture of Keith Harris up the top left. There's a picture of Orville up the top right. But then it says under Orville, Orville Keith Harris. <laughs> So do you think but it doesn't Orville's... say anything? It doesn't say anything under Keith Harris's picture. It doesn't say Keith Harris under Keith Harris's picture and Orville under Orville's picture. Keith Harris has nothing under his picture, and under Orville it says Orville Keith Harris. Does that mean that Orville's middle name was Keith and it was Orville Harris and his he was named after his well? Would you call him his fat his father his father Keith? No, I think I think what it looks like to me here, how I would interpret this as, because mm-hmm. it can't just be a mistake, because surely they would replace the headstone and fix that. Um, so what I'm thinking here is maybe Keith Harris's soul has went, maybe the souls have merged. So the souls are together inside Orville's body. And maybe if you go to the afterlife, right? If you were going to the afterlife with a duck, right? Mm. Then would you choose to stay within your own body in the afterlife, or would you choose for your soul to transfer into the duck's body? The duck has a because the, the duck can fly. The duck has the freedom of being able to fly. Yeah, but no, Dorval couldn't fly though. Oh, for fuck's sake! Right enough. Yeah, we wish he could fly right up to the sky, but he can't. And then Keith said, hey, "Wait a minute! Can. Wait a minute! That's the thing, though. Orville believed he couldn't fly, but Keith Harris was the one who always knew he can. Yeah. Aye, you can. I can. 
can. I wish I could fly right up to the sky, but I can't. You can? You can! Oh, I hate that duck. <laughs> right. Uh, so anyway, Ian Drew Dice Clue says, welcome to Wrestling Daft, by the way, everybody. He says, what a horrible insult, burying the duck with him and basically taunting him on his own headstone. There's something weird going on. By the way, Keith Harris, uh, by all accounts, as far as I know, um, having heard within the industry, uh, a sweetheart there, guy. Thanks to Pablo's Vault of Horror. Check him out, by the way, Wednesday, 10pm to midnight on Nova Radio for sending more deep cuts of Macho Man on going live for the BBC Archive. Macho Man got a boot, didn't he, in British telly? That's he two, two things I learned for it. Randy Savage's blood is a fatal poison to King Cobras, and that young lad, Richard, has balls of steel. Let's have a listen. Were you ever bullied at school? Bullied at school? Ooh, wow. You know, see, that happened to me uh, early on by an older kid that did that to me when I was younger, which made me want to do better to defend myself later. And then when I saw other older kids doing it to younger kids, I would step right in and say, brother, you don't want to do that. <laughs> Modern day Robin Hood. Uh -huh. <laughs> Who's picking on who? I was... No one, we're fine here. We're oh, is that right? Here. Okay. We're okay, but if we're There's not, we'll let you know. There's a over there, you and me, girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wouldn't, hit a, I wouldn't hit nobody with glasses on. That's oh, okay. Fine, I'll just stick with these then. Okay, <laughs> let's go to uh, line three. Who's there? Barry, I don't know. Barry, what's your question, Barry? Um, my question is, um, is it true that you got bitten by Jake the Snake's snake? Ooh, this guy. Oh, sorry. That's beautiful, isn't it? That's the innocence of that question. Is it true that you get bitten by Jake the Snake's snake? There you go. Why is this stopped? Why is it See that question? There's still people asking that question on like Jericho's cruise and all that, like grown <laughs> men asking that question. You know what I mean? He's right. 14, really? 14 foot King Cobra right there. But I'll tell you an interesting story. Uh, everybody was worried about me. They rushed me to the hospital, gave me shots because of the venom and all that. But 12 days later, the 14 foot King Cobra Jake the Snake Snake died. <laughs> <laughs> There's a moral to that story. <laughs> no. <laughs> yep. Poor snake. Yeah. Lucky you. Yeah, you would rather me go down. Uh, the Undertaker say, hey, macho. <laughs> right. No, I'm telling you right now that uh, it shouldn't have bitten me. Uh -huh. No way. No uh -huh. way. But the amazing thing is that, of course, before the snake bite, Randy's voice was very high. Right. And, um, and Soprano. Wow, Walker said I need us, but Not in considerably beautiful boots. Right. This show, see that? See, see, watching that there? That fucking show's better than any, any kid's fucking show that's on the telly anyway, isn't it? I know. Even her, like, even her, the way she was, like, dealing with him and all that. That was fucking cracking stuff, man. BBC and its pomp. And its pomp, yeah. Right, um, so, I thanks for that. And, and Macho Man, just what, 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 I miss him. To this day, I miss. What, I mean, what an amazing worker. Like, character all the way... Selling the kayfabe, brilliant. Also, in that in, in that story, he's also he's putting her Jake the Snake, he's putting her Undertaker, he's getting Undertaker in there. You know what I mean? He's like he's yeah, just yeah, yeah. he's just doing the work. Uh, Karate Warrior Two reckons Jason Cummings whispered in Messi's ear, "I did Pangredo, you're right, mate." After Australia played Argentina in the World Cup, did, did you see this collision of worlds when Jason Cummings was like on the bench and he didn't come on for Australia, but it was you know that way where they all come on, they're shaking hands at the end and that, and Cummings just leaned in and grabbed Messi and said something in his ear. I wonder what it was he said. What do you think it was? 
a good game, mate, probably, but... I promise, I love you, mate, or something. Shut up, you wee dick, something like that. Talking the World Cup, mere wrestling meets football puns. Let's hear them. Jamie says, I ran over Austin. I ran, I ran over Austin. Um, Saudi Roddy Piper, France Storm, Denmark Henry, Tunisina, fuck, that's bad. Sammy Spain, Costa Rico, Croatia Samuels, (laughs) and Bianca Belgium. Mick says, Honky Tonk Man Markin. (laughs) Hell in a Selhurst Park. Jordy says, Hulkamaniac Crington Stanley. That's good. Hulkamaniac Crington Stanley is a good one. Um, I'm not reading these out, John. I'm not reading these out. I'm going to pick some of my faves. Um, Scotch Pie Risk Manoeuvre um, Aberdeen Ambrose I quite like that um, Man United DiBiase um, They're from Mick They're from Mick They won Stone Cold Steve Davis Nah Centre Mid Punk For Craig That's alright um, Peter says Bobby Sandsman <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Sands, man. That's good. If you want to get in touch with us about any of that or just random wrestling related stuff, get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook, or email us at wrestlingdaft at gmail.com. Woo! Now, John, I feel like I've not spoken to you about Harry's very much. I'm always speaking to Grado about it, but yeah. I don't want you labouring under the misconception that Harry's isn't, a, you know, as, as just a razor company because it's it's more than that. They're going to revamp your whole routine, John. You know your routine that you go through every day before you go and do your work for George Bowie. You want to, you want to look good for George, right? I do. So close shaves, flake-free hair, all the stuff you need, clear, healthy skin, all the stuff George Bowie demands. Harry's is going to sort you out with that. And we're giving all the punters out there listening to this chance to try out this skincare range with a freebie, a trial set. What's in this trial set? Well, of course, you get your expertly engineered weighted handle and a one five-blade cartridge crafted by artisans. This is a beautiful, beautiful razor. Made in a German factory, precision trimmers, efficiency. Handy foaming shave gel for effective lubrication, and me and Grado have spoken at length about the quality of this shave gel, and I am not just doing this because it's a marketing thing. It's the best shave gel I've ever used. Travel blade cover as well for life's adventures if you want to be cutting about the tune, and you also get a free hydrating night lotion this is the thing we're talking about with the skincare this hydration this hydrating lotion it's going to brighten up your tired looking skin it's going to sink in quickly it's going to leave no greasy residue best of all you keep using it it's going to help your skin maintain its moisture leaving it looking clear healthy and restored and it comes with your trial set and yet listen see when this wee trial set pops in your door by the way john you've had a couple coming in you I've, I, you know, I've used Harry's a lot. Anytime I shave, because um, we've had a couple of trial sets in to the McAnally household, and anytime I shave the old neck beard, because I leave a wee bit of leave a wee bit of growth on my face, but I shave the neck beard with the Harry's and it is brilliant. And you know what? I love the smell of it. Love the smell of it. Smells like a premium product, doesn't it? You know what I mean? You open up that wee box. I like the packaging as well. I like how simple the packaging is. How waste-free the packaging is. Open up that wee box. Get in, you've got your weighted razor in there, feels nice in the hand, love the wee razors, get the shaving foam on, any excuse to shave to get that shaving foam on, I just really enjoy uh, shaving with that stuff, and the lotion, 
no a lotion guy, you need to be honest. I'm not a big lotion guy, but I have tried this lotion and I do think it's made a bit of a difference. And believe me, when you've got as many kids as I've got, you need as much skin help as you can get because you're you're in the trenches, let me tell you. So make sure to support Wrestling Daft. Start your own skincare journey by redeeming a free Harry's trial set. Free all you cover is $3.95 for your delivery. Just head to harrys.com forward slash wrestling daft and have your trial set and your free night lotion delivered to your door. Get it in for Christmas so you're looking fresh at the Christmas table. That's harrys.com forward slash wrestling daft. If this week in wrestling was a box of celebrations, what would be the bounty? The delicious bounty? Do you think that the, the bounty's been voted Come. out? Have you seen this? Come on. That's a work. It's a work. Saying that people hate bounties. I don't believe it. You can buy tubs without bounties now. I know you can buy a tub without bounties, but it's a work, John. Thanks. It's so. a work. Who doesn't I'm, like a I'm delicious listening. bounty? I like a bounty. I like, I like, and I have a very specific way of eating a bounty, which is the only chocolate bar I eat in a specific way. No, you nibble all the chocolate off. Take off the, all the chocolate straight to the, and leave the coconut bit and then gob the coconut. Oh, aye, that's how you go to do it. You go to do it that way. Uh, um, I love, I lo- listen, I love crunchies, man. Crunchies? I love a crunchy. Is that in celebrations? Is the crunchy in celebrations? I don't think it is in celebrations. That's in the other one. Cadbury's Heroes one? or something, maybe? Heroes. Or? The crunchies is in the, is in the heroes, aye. Would you take a heroes or celebrations? I think I'd take a heroes, maybe. Heroes? What's in a heroes? So the twirls in the heroes, isn't it? A Snickers is in a heroes, I think. No, a celebration Snickers in the... Oh, Mar- is it? it Malte- you're going to get the Malteser, you're going to get the Snickers, you're going to get the Mars, you're going to get the Galaxy in the celebration, you're going to get the Bounty in the celebrations. and the Heroes, you're going to get the likes of the Twirl, you're going to get the likes of the Crunchy. What else do the Cadbury's do? You're going to get the, the Cadbury's Chocolate. Um, that's what you're you're looking at in the oh, Heroes. I can't choose, man. I can't choose. I can't choose. Anyway, let's bury Punch. and put our stuff for wrestling, John. Mm-hmm. Let's bury and put our stuff for wrestling. So, a lot going on this week. There was a lot going on this week. I want to put our Ricky Starks. Um, had his moment in the ring with MGF and looked up to the task. Great promo and all that. Did you see this, John? Oh, he reminds me, and, and Rob, you think you were first to flag this up, is like, he reminds me so much of a rock. See the way he delivers a promo and the way he kind of carries himself in the ring when he was doing that back and forth with MGF. Aye. Very, very rock-esque, um, the way he delivered and the way he kind of went about it. But brilliant, really, really good. Just went, called out MGF and everything, that you know, the whole hanging fruit stuff and all that. Brilliant stuff. I have earmarked him for the get-go as a, yes, as a have. total star. Um, and I think, you know... I'll be, it's, it's interesting the fact that Regal we'll talk about Regal as well um, it's interesting the fact that Regal's going to go now back to WWE and do you think Triple H has got to say to Regal right who who do, who should we be pursuing for AEW you think that's going to happen I d- well I would think so I would think so I mean Regal's going to know over it's almost like he's went in to kind of do a scouting mission and then come, <laughs> come back isn't it it's like Aye. it's uh, an interesting one it's an interesting I, one yeah, I, I think, well, Regal know who he's going to go for. I mean, I'm sure WWE have got names that they would like to have. I mean, MGF's the obvious one that any company in the world would want that. I'm sur- I would imagine Triple H would love to have FTR back in. Um, he was a big fan of them. Uh, just thinking the names over there. I think he's quite tight with Jericho, isn't he, Triple H? I, I, I mean, I've, I said that before. Um, Neway Jericho's done in WWE. Yeah. 
You know, I said that before. He'll be back for a final run, I think, um, in WWE. And I would love to see, you know, I'd love to see Jericho mixing it up with Kevin Owens again. You know what I mean? I think they've got they've got great history and um, you know, we're really happy to see. But I think, you know, I, if I'm a WWE, I'm one, obviously I want the MGF. Weirdly, weirdly, I wonder if the smart play for WWE is to wait a wee bit longer with MGF because I think MGF can, you know, can get stronger and consolidate his position, you know what I mean, at mm-hmm. AEW um for yeah. a wee while longer before he goes. But if I'm WWE, I'm wanting uh, MJF ultimately I'm wanting Ricky Starks yeah I'm wanting Jade Cargill and I'm wanting Moxley back yeah I mean, and he's another one who will ultimately end up back at WWE without a shadow of a doubt Moxley yeah. without a shadow of a doubt it's going to be um, interesting to see I mean we've had it obviously with Cody the first one going from AEW to WWE the one other thing I'd like to bury this week is again we've seen Trent Sevens uh, signed for AEW now. He did make yeah. his debut against uh, Orange Cassidy, um, but it's like they're just signing too many wrestlers. I mean, there's this every other week they're signing someone else, and it's just a roster. It's so huge now. You know, it's like it's it's like Tony Cans went into a toy shop with a load of money and just bought everything he can possibly can. He's not getting a chance to play with it all. You know what I mean? Why are why why are they still bringing in guys and guys like Miro are sitting out? Exactly. I mean, when was the last time you saw Miro on the on the? I believe he's been doing stuff in Hollywood. Um, in fairness, but. I mean, he's all that God stuff he was doing was fucking brilliant. There's a lack of consistency in AEW. There's too many. I admire it a wee bit, the fact that they don't put the same show in every week and they don't put the same guys out every week. I admire that to an extent. But also, I do think they have a bit of an issue where it's like they leave guys, people people lose visibility. Like certain performers, kind of, they have a bit of momentum behind them and then they, they go invisible for a few weeks. Well, it's so like, um, like Matt Hardy popped up the other... other um other week there and I was like oh fucking Matt I forgot Matt Hardy's still there but yeah. like I'm honestly I've just went on to the Wikipedia the AEW's men's roster is like Schindler's List man it like is massive Jesus Christopher Daniels is he still there I don't I don't know if he is because he was involved in that situation wasn't he like just looking down Eve Ono Dark Order what's going on with them Fugo Del Solve like just I, I just want to in the wake oh. of the um Kanye West and Kyrie Irving situation, just distance myself for your Schindler's list. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, look, I mean, it's, oh, it, it, it bothers me a wee bit. Let's see what the punters are saying. Bronze Cello wants to put our MJF and Regal segment last week and the video of Seth Rollins interacting with a wee guy dressed up as him at the house show of the weekend. That was beautiful. Did you see that? John? It was lovely. and It I, was beautiful, wasn't it? It was like, I, I love say I think you know when we're going, we're going to talk about on the list of wrestling daft we're talking about the greatest moments of uh, 2022 in a bit but when we get to the wrestler uh, male wrestler of the year Seth Rollins has got to be in the mix for it he's had a great year an absolutely great year and he's he's organically turned himself I think it's a lot to his uh, entrance to be fair but he's organically kind of turned himself into this real really likable heel he has become 
he's transformed himself into the type of character that you would have and the type of performer that you would have seen. See, what we're talking about there, about Macho Man Randy Savage, and about the glory days of that, you know, that the big, bold characters, he's turned himself into a guy that would have slotted in to that world. Yeah, that's you know what I mean? Yeah. He's, got that, he's got that heightened, kind of cartoonish character now. Um, that I think he's really good at playing, actually. And yeah, in the ring, he can, he can fucking go like anybody, as well as fucking anybody out there. Yeah. Anybody out there, you know what I mean? And aye, he's definitely a shout, but also... It just that is a that was a beautiful moment, and I think you can tell a lot about. Um, he's probably changed as well because he's a new father as well, and he's probably yeah. his interactions with kids at ringside um, is probably different now. You know, because you do change when you have wins. You do start to kind of go, I fucking love wins. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so he, so I mean, fair play to him. Uh, Stevie wants to put over. Uh, the Scott series too. That's nice. Outstanding stuff. Ravi says, very kindy. Stevie, back on the wrestling side, the New Day appearing on NXT was a nice surprise. There was a weird reaction to that as well, wasn't there? As if they'd been demoted. But, you know, as if people haven't learned by now that it's no demotion when, you know, one of these, you know, superstars for the for Raw and SmackDown go to NXT. It's just... It's, ha it's happening more and more, and I guess it helps the brand. I mean, that's what... Shawn Michaels is obviously in charge of things over there, and, you know, he's been using some of the guys down mm -hmm. there. Well, why not? You know, gets eyes on the brand. They were kind of needing a wee... Just a wee something different today as well, so I'm yeah. sure they'll be enjoying it. Yeah. But Stevie wants to bury the Blackpool Combat Club Jericho Appreciation Society feud that's still carrying on. Um, really, my boy Claudio... Wins the ring on our belt for Jericho, and finally everybody can move on for his. So he's wanting that to be over and done with. Big Mash says TLC. Sorry, sorry, before we move on, can I also put in Stevie because Stevie moaned at me last week for not reading out his uh, football puns. So he's gone for the under penalty taker, he's gone for the Gary head lock, Gary lock, obviously, and mm -hmm. spinning overhead kick. So that's Stevie's puns there. <laughs> well, that was worth moaning about, wasn't it, Stevie? Right, Big Mash <laughs> says TLC. Matches for over 20 years ago. Um, these matches shortened careers. Oil and Bart, Devon are still gone. <laughs> That's a deep cut. That's true. Big match. <laughs> That's true, though. Isn't it? It's like, oh, these oh, matches are shortened careers. They're fucking still kicking. You know what I mean? Um, tell me, Stevie, what was the first one that Stevie did? He's football puns again. Not under penalty taker. Quite like that one, actually. It's all right, yeah. Beppe says, Berry House of Black. What's the point? And I'm just moody goth sulking about and speaking in shite riddles. Get ready. See, to be honest with you, see the fucking speaking in riddles, carry on. It has to fucking end. It is not a sufficient replacement for um, good character work. Um, Beppe is wanting to put over the imminent return of Cody Rhodes. He's putting over something that's not even fucking happened yet. <laughs> He's been a big miss since he's injured, and I can't wait to see him get stuck back into things shortly. Spray Paint Scott wants to bury Grado. After last week's promo, poor guy standing there getting coins picked out his horn. <laughs> Can well, I just say, this is rumbling on. On the Aye, Cody sorry, thing as well, like going back to the Cody thing, Rap, see the WWE, do you not think they might be in a really kind of awkward position similar to what they were when the Daniel Bryan thing happened? Because Cody will want to come back and like people will always be excited for it and want to see him take the title and what have you, but on the other hand, Sammy's kind of grown at the other side, and people are like Daniel, when the Daniel Bryan thing, people might want the bell on Sammy. So if Cody was to have that moment of winning the Rumble, he might get booed potentially, because if, if it comes down to him and Sammy, or Sammy's in the last three, and Cody wins, they might not get that really mo big moment they're looking at for Cody. I mean, I would be 
super shocked um, if they did the wrong thing here. They've been playing the Sami Zayn storyline so well that I'd be shocked if they did the wrong thing. Um, I don't think it's necessarily stuck on as a, as a dead cert. I did think in the past that it was a dead cert that Cody would come back during the Rumble. I don't think it's necessarily a dead cert now. You know what I mean? I don't think there's any need to rush him back at the minute, to be honest. Mm. But we'll, we'll see. Um, if he does come back... It's, it's an interesting one because... Um, oh, God. I mean, he's got, there's two belts, is what I would say. There's two belts. So it's whether they... It's whether they try and... I mean, how does that even work? How does it work, by the way, now? Like, do you have a shot at one of the belts or both the belts? They could they do almost like that 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 kind of angle. I mean, I know it's I know it's an undisputed title, the new right? Yeah. But is is that a constant now? Because he's still carrying both belts, right? No, it's not. It's not officially been discussed as undisputed yet. So could they do a way at WrestleMania where it's a triple threat reigns? Cody and Sammy, and then Reigns gets both belts taken from him. Like the, you know, it's like the first fall gets Universal, the second fall gets the WWE Championship, and there's a way that Reigns ends up losing both belts at Mania with both Cody and Sammy standing there at the end with the belts above their heads. I think that's, I think that's a distinct possibility. I think it's, it could also be a possibility. Would would people be against um, Roman Reigns versus? Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn at, Res- at Royal Rumble. Reigns versus Sami Zayn at Royal Rumble for one of the belts. Could I, they turn that round? I, I want to see the moment when it's Sami and Roman left in the ring. In the get, Rumble. In the Rumble, and it's the two. I want to see that. But is Roman going to be... Roman won't be in the Rumble, though. Well, he or did. Well, I mean, Brock did it, didn't he? defend the title and then went into the Rumble as well, didn't he? Did that happen? And Roman did that last year as well, did he not? No, nah, maybe you're right. It's interesting. It could go so many ways. Mm-hmm. But all you need to do is all you need to do is split the belts. You know what I mean? You could have one on Sami Zayn and Cody, like you said, which would be because I kind of feel to break down that character of the tribal chief who carries the two belts and maybe they can get them off them. It's not good enough taking one belt off them. Both belts have got to come off them. I think after only two different people or to a new undisputed champion. But I think it's more likely they'll split the belts again. You know what I mean? See what I don't know. The, we'll see. See what be the ultimate moment, right? The ultimate moment that Roman looks like he's going to retain both belts. The Rock come down. Rock comes down. People elbows Roman or does whatever to Roman. Rock bottoms him at WrestleMania, and then the last uh, sequence is the Rock holding both Sammy and Cody's arms up at the end. Roman's just lying there. What? A, what an there's, image! There's so many paths you could go, isn't there? Yeah, I know. It's it's good though. It's good. But what a moment it would be, by the way, if it was Roman. If it was the whole bloodline and Sami Zayn all down there in the Royal Rumble, right? Mm-hmm. And and they're all kind of saying to Sami, get out. You get out. You get out. No one that. And Sami's like, oh, no sure what to do. No one that. And then fucking Cody's music plays and comes in. You know what I mean? That would be fucking awesome, though. You know what I mean? That That's so the kind many. of why they need to build the story. They need to build the story that Cody comes to Sami's aid. Do you know what I mean? Or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. But also, here's the thing about Cody Rhodes coming back, and I, I'm no joking here. I think I said this last week. I would happily see Cody just wrestling Seth Rollins again at WrestleMania, like seriously. Yeah. I don't think you necessarily need to put him back in that picture. Anyway, we'll That's talk true. about this yeah. uh, in a minute because we're coming to our list of wrestling daft. <laughs> 
Rab, I love my beers and I'm delighted to say that Beer 52 are once again back on Wrestling Daft and we can sort you out with free beer and also you can help the environment, right? And that's what you want to be doing. You just simply have to cover 5.95 for postage and Beer 52 are great. Send you 10 free beers and uh, you can claim the offer. You'll be supporting some awesome environmental charities because they put back in as well. So if you want to get involved in this offer, beer52.com forward slash daft, beer52.com forward slash daft to claim your pack of 10 free beers. And every month, Beer52 sends a member a different case of specifically curated craft beer. They go all around the world creating this beers, picking out lovely beer. That'd be a great job, wouldn't it? For me, going around the world and drinking beer and bringing it back and putting it in a box and sending it out to people. That, that's... Like a beer, like a beer Santa. Like a beer Santa. That would be amazing. I'd love to do that. Um, and um, this month, the Restore Our Earth case focuses on an environmental conversation. So not only are you going to be getting great beer, you're going to be helping the environment as well. That's what we're talking about. They partnered with the Garden Brewery from Croatia and also teamed up with 10 innovative breweries from 10 countries to wash 10 exclusive collaboration beers so you've got to get lots of great beer uh, from across the world like I say and also included in every case of Beer 52 you're going to get the Ferment magazine and a couple of tasty snacks um, you always get like wee peanuts or wee beer bites just something that goes really nice with the beer so get involved with that you can get a case like I say beer52.com forward slash daft and you'll be able to simply pause or cancel um, at any time if you do subscribe to it I'm glad to say the Restore Our Earth case, which we've been talking about, which is going out this month, aims to draw attention to some incredible organisation working to tackle climate crisis and conserve essential ecosystems. So between them, Beer 52 and the Grand Garden Brewery, they've already contributed 20 grand to the cause with the help of Tithe, an environmental charity who are doing amazing work to advocate and provide a platform for organisations doing the most to save our planet. So by getting the case this month, you're going to help the environment, you're going to get some great beer to drink with the collaborations that are going on there, and you're going to get it all for nada, just the 5 95 for the postage and packaging, and you want to do that by hitting up beer52.com forward slash daft. You just made the list! On the run up to the end of the year, we thought we'd take a look at the best of 2022, and this week is the best moments from the year, right? So, best moments from the year wrestling-wise for me. My number three, John, I'll just hit out with you, them right away, is and I've been thinking about this a lot. My number three is Rhea Ripley untying that guy's laces. <laughs> and, and genuinely, that is genuinely my, my number three moment because it, it's a moment that's not even really it's an unplanned unscripted, improvised, ad-libbed moment in, in a game, in a business now where you see less and less of them. It's completely in character. It's so witty. It's a, such a witty thing today. It's such a heelish thing today. Um, it, you know, it goes viral and it's one of the things that goes viral and you appreciate it just for its just for the details of it, you know what I mean? And this was something that she did that could easily be missed. It's just like such a it was such an intimate moment of heelish behaviour. I love that stuff, man. It's something that could have happened in, you know, it could have, it could have happened in a fucking town hall somewhere. It could have happened in Claybank Town Hall. You know what I mean? Yeah. A heel doing that. And, and there was somebody doing it um, on, on the big show. And I just thought, that's what wrestling's all about to me. See that? That's what being a wrestler being a heel is all about to me. Number two. <laughs> moment of the year for me uh, has to be 
that CM Punk fucking press conference. <laughs> yeah. That CM Punk press conference was... Uh, we're in wrestling, right? We, we're in wrestling. We're in the, the game out of watching wrestling and the wrestling fandom, right? Because it's not just about we enjoy watching good wrestling matches and all that. It's not just that. It's not just because we love the promos and the characters and the entrance music and the, the pomp and circumstance and all that. We love the fucking drama. We love the drama. We love the, the backstage gossip. We love, you know, see, and that that was like the ultimate. It was like like a fucking, like, you know, like a kayfabe media fucking shoot hang happening right there. In front of you is like fucking live Tony Khan's reactions and all that. I was going, is that real and all that? And then all the fallout and, and fucking animals getting hurt and fucking people getting bitten and all that. It's like, it was brilliant, man. It made you kind of go, this is... And I know people going, it's shameful, it's this and all that, but it's also kind of weirdly kind of what wrestling's all about as well, isn't it? It's like people fucking trashing each other and people... I, love, I thought it was great. I thought it was a great... You know, no great. How do I put it? It's just like... Just a standout moment, just a historic moment. And with all the backstory that CM Punk has had and everybody going, oh, can he be one of the boys now and all that? And then everybody kind of going, oh, he's fucking still an asshole. <laughs> it was great, man. It was brilliant. Wouldn't you? I loved it. My number one moment of the year, though. And I gave this a, a great deal of thought because I was thinking, because there was a lot I've enjoyed this year wrestling-wise. But I don't think anything... Can match, and I took personal stuff out of it as well because obviously, you know, seeing my niece fucking appearing on NXT like that, yeah. that's amazing. But for me, the number one moment this year in wrestling was was Cody walking out with that big fucking bruise on his chest. Oh, that 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 was Cody walking out with that bruise on his chest. You know, I said it in the episode after that match was on. I was like, this is fucking historic stuff like people will be watching this match in this moment for decades to come this is talk about what wrestling's all about man that's what fucking wrestling's all about man cody walking out and walking through that and making that party's performance and party's persona and knowing how it was going to be received and all that it was just a fucking magic moment for the minute he walked out for the minute, you know, Seth was out wearing that Dusty Road stuff and then he comes out wearing that, I was just like, this is the fucking... I love wrestling, man. I fucking love wrestling. Know what I mean? And that's what it's all about when it comes to your best moments. It's got to be one that makes you think you love wrestling. Know what I mean? Mm. What about you, ain't you loved in particular? Grado versus the WrestleZone promoter over the hotel. <laughs> moment, moment that of was the great. Year. Moment of the year. That was great. Punters, Paul, the very first time the words feeling oozy were uttered. <laughs> Dave says Vince's retirement tweet in the aftermath of the rumours of Brock walking out before SmackDown. God, that was dramatic. How well, can you... I mean, I can't believe it. Obviously, that we've not even discussed. Vince retired this year? Fuck! Yeah, but it's not a best moment, is it? I know, but it's just like, what a moment. What a year, I know. Right. I know. Scott says the punk scrum, there we go, was definitely the moment of the year. MJF leaving with his champs fucking out, baby, is a close second. <laughs> that was great. MJF again and third with fire me, you fucking mark. MJF had a great... <laughs> Yeah, Stephen said the only answer that is correct is Sami Zayn and saying that Jay hasn't been feeling Usy for having everybody corpse and Britain character. I'm sure both Rab and Grey don't know all about that with a the year they've had. Steve says MJF's post double or nothing pipe bomb promo and dynamite calling Tony Khan your fucking mark. Another one for MJF. Beppy says Kenny Omega getting healthy and coming back looking better than ever. The rise of Jamie Hater and Rhea Ripley, two of the best female talents to come alone in years. 
everyone finally realising how much a prick CM Punk is. <laughs> Chris says the MJF Media Scrum owns a business. Tune in every Wednesday to see me. Absolute great business. That was great. You know what I mean? That was great. Fraser says, although it was in a match, the sight of Eddie Kingston walking to the ring, bloodied, battered, and with that gas can in hand was a moment of the year for me. Dax Harwood saying he'll fight like a girl, his own, was great too. That was a beautiful moment. So much good stuff. There's just so many wrestlers now, I think, out there that are just so fucking smart and sophisticated with our promos and their psychology and all that. I think it's a good time. Um, Bearded Bruno says, this year has been a year of Sami Zayn. He's made my year in wrestling 100%. Jamie says, that media scrum was CM Punk. Cody's return to WWE gave me goosebumps. Hearing the theme he used in AEW and a WWE arena was absolutely awesome. Sean says, Triple H running WWE and making it watchable again, and Cody being the biggest jump from either company. Daniel says, it's got to be Cody showing up at Mania. And Paul says, nothing even comes close. Been all the matches. Moment of the year. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go! <laughs> Unbelievable. Woo! Right now... This is my time to tell you. Now is the time. Now is absolutely the time. We know we've been telling you for, you know, years now, right? But uh, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Now is when you want to sign up because the show is coming. On the 26th of February, the show is coming live and there'll be limited tickets. So you want to be on that Patreon to get first access to those tickets. Also, it's the time of year where we have uh, the Wrestling Daft Run-In Rumble. That's coming up soon. If you want involved in the Run-In Rumble, which is always a treat, I love that. Uh, one of my favourite times of the year, then you need to go on the Patreon to get involved with that as well. Jump on the Discord, chat with everybody, get part of the community. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Wrestling Daft is where you need and get a wee donation in and you also help us just continue to do the show which is what it's all about um, I think we're going to go for strength to strength when we, once we go live I've just got a feeling and while uh, you're on the internet why not get a Wrestling Daft t-shirt shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash Wrestling Daft and then you can turn up at the live show in February looking like a total mark <laughs> well John I know you have to dash off to your daughter's Christmas uh, concert thing? Yeah, oh, it's a dance show, so I've got to sit through for what a couple one dance I think she's doing, and she's doing the one at the end, and then you've got to watch other people's Wayne's dance for two hours. It's just a bit, and I'm missing the Falkirk game. Falkirk are playing the night, and I was invited to hospitality. But that's how much I love my daughter. How do Falkirk? How do Falkirk play at nights? Do they have lights in their stadium and stuff? Have they got like, big lights yeah. on it? Yeah, yeah, got lights in the stadium, so it's good. It's good. It does well. Uh, but I, so I'm off to the dance show. What have you got planned for the week, Rab? Uh, no, I'm just going to take it easy now. Get the get Merry Christmas decorations up. Get things sorted. Do it. Take it easy. Enjoy myself. I might watch the thing about Harry and Meghan the night on Netflix. Are you? Uh, oh, oh, that. Listen, talk about wrestling. That's got a lot. Because that's like a shoot promo, right? I'm watching. It's like a that shoot stuff. promo. I shoot on the royal family. Remember as well, if you're into Falkirk, remember to check out Falkirk Daft, uh, John's podcast as well. And, and Queen of the New Year, Hogmanay, and the Scots, which listen, still continues. Let, Continue to watch the Scots, please spread the word, watch it on iPlayer. Uh, lots of wrestling jokes in it, lots of Warhammer jokes as well, if you're into that. And <laughs> also, I will say, Queen of the New Year at Hugman A, don't make any plans. Uh, stay in at Hugman A and watch Queen of the New Year because I'm, I'm telling you, I'm no joking. Uh, there's a sketch in that, it's one of my favourite sketches of all time. I absolutely fucking dying. Rolling, have you seen it? Because we, we, we talked and, about it, hadn't you, Dad? But have you seen it friend back of yet? The, friend of the show, Chris Toll, is in it. So you need to, you need to check yeah. it out. It's, it's a fucking belter. Right. Up the road now, John. It is yourself, as Grado would say. 